Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. And as always, I'm very pleased to have your company as we listen to these records. It's fun for me to play them by myself, but it's even more fun to play them with friends. So thank you for being here. I think we'll have fun. And we're going to start with a terrific entertainer. How can you not have fun listening to Fats Waller? Here he is in August of 1935. The record's a little bit worn. Somebody obviously loved this, but the performance is just so electric. I hope you won't mind a little surface noise. It's called Truckin'. The tune was written by Ted Kohler and Rube Bloom. My copy of this was pressed in England on his master's voice, BD-262. To start things off, here's Fats Waller. It's 
back then, everybody's talking, talking, talking. Nearly 90 years of wear and tear on that record can't dampen the effervescence that Fat Swaller exudes. That was called Truckin', recorded in New York on August 2nd, 1935. A great way to start out this edition of the Shellac Stack. If you're just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright, and I'm very pleased to have you along today as we listen to 78 RPM records of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, into the 1950s. And for our next set, I've pulled out three records ostensibly by Bobs, (laughs) by people named Bob, except in this case, all three of these are pseudonyms and the actual performers are not named Bob. They are, in fact, Billy, Sam, and Freddie. (laughs) We're going to start with Bob White, or so the label says. It's really Billy Jones in March of 1924, and he's singing a song by Ted Snyder and Fred Allert, one that's been somewhat forgotten through the years, called Maybe She'll Phone Me, Maybe She'll Write Me. After that, Bob Green's dance orchestra, really, Sam Lannan and his band, on June 24, 1926, or, or thereabouts, Arthur Fields, the vocalist, for Me Too. And wrapping up this set, Freddie Martin and his orchestra under the name of Bob Causer and his Cornellians. From August 3, 1934, we'll hear Then I'll Be Tired of You, a great song written by Yip Harburg and Arthur Schwartz. It's Melatone M13095. But starting the set, a fun little number by Billy Jones as Bob White. Maybe she'll phone me, maybe she'll write me. I've got trouble, oh what trouble, something happened to me. Came home one day and I found My sweet one wasn't around Haven't heard a single word About the cause of it all That's why I'm full of the blues Just waiting around for the news Maybe she'll write me Maybe she'll phone me Maybe she'll radio Went away Monday Here it is Sunday Just a long week ago I don't know where she went Or what made her go one thing I know, I'm feeling mighty worried. Maybe she's lonesome, all by her own some longing for who knows what. Maybe she's sighing, maybe she's crying, then again, maybe not. I don't care what she did or where she went or why she left, as long as she only hurries back home to me. But I'm only guessing what I deserve I should have known at the start Someday she'd ruin my heart But I'm praying she is saying Just what I'm saying now For then she'll worry and cry And change her mind by and by
write me, maybe she'll phone me, maybe she'll radio. When's away Monday, here it is Sunday, just a long week ago. I don't know where she went or what made her go. But one thing I know, I'm feeling mighty worried. Maybe she's lonesome, all by her own some longing for who knows what. Maybe she's crying, maybe she's crying, then again, maybe not. I don't care what she did or where she went or why she left, as long as she only hurries back home to me.
tired of you When stars are tired of gleaming When I am tired of dreaming Then I'll be tired of you This I know is true When winds are tired of blowing When grass is tired of growing Then I'll be tired of you Beyond the years Till day is night Till wrong is right Till birds refuse to sing Beyond the years The echo of my only love Will still be whispering Whispering If my throbbing heart Should ever start repeating That it is tired of beating Then I'll be tired of you beautiful and romantic song, even if the title is somewhat depressing sounding. It's called Then I'll Be Tired of You, the unmistakable sax section of the Freddie Martin Band. That was Melotone M13095 from August of 1934, and unfortunately, I don't know who the singer was. He's not listed on the label, nor does he appear in any of the discographies that I have, so we'll just have to call him unknown for now. That was Freddie Martin's orchestra billed as Bob Causer and his Cornellians. Before that, another fake Bob, <laughs> Bob Green and his dance orchestra, which was really Sam Lannan on Oriole 700 from June of 1926. That song, Me Too. And the vocalist there was Arthur Fields, though the label says Harry Crane. <laughs> We're just awash in pseudonyms here today. And starting that set, Billy Jones, credited on the label as Bob White on Regal 9634 from March of 1924. Maybe she'll phone me. Maybe she'll write me. Every once in a while, I get an email from somebody asking, why are there so many of these pseudonyms on record labels? Why did they keep changing the names of performers? And there are several reasons for this. Uh, probably the most obvious answer, and certainly one that applied at least some of the time, is that certain performers were under contract to certain labels for fixed periods of time and were technically not allowed to record for competing labels, but a lot of them got away with it by simply using pseudonyms. These were freelance singers or musicians who often relied a lot on the income that their recordings generated. They were paid a flat fee per record, usually with no royalties to come later. And so the more records they could crank out, the better they could do for themselves. And if a contract had them locked into one particular label, why they didn't mind going to a competing label, just using a different name and collecting those recording fees. That's one reason. Another reason is that in the 19-teens and 20s, recording records was quite a laborious process. It required people that really understood how to project, if you were a singer, how to project into the acoustic recording horn or the microphone and it required just a lot of stamina. You'd have to do take after take after take. 
And for these labels to go out with talent scouts and try to round up dozens and dozens or even hundreds of different performers to have a vast catalog was just a lot of effort. And they would end up with singers who maybe weren't always as polished or as practiced in front of the microphone or the recording horn. So it was really just a lot easier to stick with the performers they knew and trusted who could dependably come in and record take after take and do it well and uh, get in and out in as quick a time as possible to save the company some money there as well. So folks like Irving Kaufman and Arthur Fields and Sam Lannan, these were studio pros. They knew exactly what they were doing and they could deliver the goods Uh, without a lot of need for retakes. And so yet to give their catalogs the appearance of being more varied, uh, these companies would often just slap pseudonyms on the labels like Bob Green's Dance Orchestra or Bob Causer and his Cornelians to make it look like they had more performers recording for them than they actually did. How many buyers of the day were fooled? (laughs) I don't know. Certainly somebody at some point must have recognized that this George Beaver on the label sure sounds a lot like Irving Kaufman, uh, who also sounds a lot like Harry Crane or whatever other name he might have been using. But those are two short reasons. There were others, I'm sure, but those are probably the most common reasons why you find so many pseudonyms on record labels of the 20s. Well, how about some more music? I'm just blathering on here. Let's turn next to a couple of records by the new Mayfair Dance Orchestra, directed by Ray Noble and featuring pianist Ray DaCosta, who came originally from South Africa and really had a great career for herself in England in the late 20s and early 30s uh, before unfortunately succumbing to, I think it was peritonitis while she was still in her late 20s. Just a remarkable talent cut short far, far too soon. In this case, we're going to hear four selections that comprise the four parts of Billy Merrill's Four Aces Suite. This is something he composed in about 1933. All four of these sides recorded in London on February 2nd, 1934. They're difficult pieces. You'd never know it from the way Ray DaCosta plays them. She sounds so effortless. First, we'll hear Ace of Clubs, followed by Ace of Diamonds, then Ace of Hearts, and wrapping up with, (laughs) you guessed it, Ace of Spades. All of these on his master's voice, record numbers 8148 and 8149. We'll just hear these uninterrupted, one after the other. The new Mayfair Dance Orchestra, Billy Merrill's Four Aces Suite now with Ray DaCosta at the piano. Thank you. 
Such a lovely set of pieces, Billy Mayerl's Four Aces Suite, played by the New Mayfair Dance Orchestra under the direction of Ray Noble with Ray DaCosta at the piano. And I realize I just named two different Rays. <laughs> one is a he, one is a she. Ray Noble, the director, R-A-Y, and then the lovely Ray DaCosta at the piano, spelled R-A-I-E. All four of those sides recorded in London on February 2nd, 1934. How about some swing music now? We're going to turn to Van Alexander and his orchestra, a fellow who only died a few years ago at the age of 100, but who led some terrific swing records in the late 30s and early 40s, and then went on to a rather lengthy career as a studio conductor well into the 50s and 60s. Here he is in about May of 1940, Butch Stone is the vocalist. How's that for a masculine name? Butch Stone. <laughs> Varsity 8335. It's called Jungle Jive. After that, we'll hear from Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra, Vocalion 3627, made in Chicago, June 30th, 1937. Another very masculine name here, Chuck Richards, the vocalist <laughs> on Posen. And wrapping up this set, Louis Armstrong and his all-stars with Jack Teagarden in there on trombone. From June of 1947, we'll hear both Lewis and Jack sing the vocal on a good old Hoagie Carmichael song, Rockin' Chair. But first up, Butch Stone sings Jungle Jive. Skack, skack, your rack, the flea fly fugle, smack on your back, you blow your bugle, and bang your bungle with the jungle jam. Addis Ababa, Africa sa, kazaza, zaza, stop where you are, and learn to lava, you flee your fungal with the jungle jam. Zambuga, the big black jabber, Zambuga, see what I have, a kumbuga, 
And get your slab and you bang your bungle with the jungle jack. Oh, Ziggy, oh, the wood dough wingo. What is the joke? A Zulu swingo. Here's how to know the Congo lingo. You bang your bungle with the jungle jack.
rocking chair's got me. Old rocking chair got you falling. Cane by my side. Your cane by your side. Fetch me a drink of water there, son. You know it ain't no water you want, father. For I tan your hide. Gonna tan my hide. Can't get from this cabin. What cabin choking, father? Ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere, Had to fly round his rocking chair. Rocking chair, Lord. Do you remember old Aunt Harriet? Aunt Harriet. How long in heaven she be? Heaven she be, baby. Send me a sweet chariot. Oh, chariot. At the end of the trouble I see. My sweet chariot. Old rocking chair gets it. Old rockin' chip, get it, father. Judgment day's almost, yeah. Judgment day's, yeah. Sing it, father. Old rockin' chip. Look at that, father. Dig this. Yeah. Old rockin' chip got the father. I show his beat. You can't lay by his side. Can't even pick that up no more. I ain't got no water, father. Well, you better start running. Mm, you're gonna tan my hide. You said it, you said it. You can't get from this cabin. No, I done been wise. No, father. But you ain't going nowhere. Uh -huh. You sitting here grabbing. Yeah. You're grabbing, yeah. you're grabbing. The flies round the old rocket chair. It sure is bothersome. Yeah. Remember old Aunt Harriet? Yeah, long in heaven she be gay, let's see. Let's see. Be up in heaven she be. I hope. Oh, fetch me. I've got to ride. End of the time, trouble I've seen. Old rockin' chair, get it. Yeah. Rockin' chair, get it. Yeah. And judgment day. Oh, judgment day is your judgment day. You sit in your chain. You rockin' chair. Yes, okay. Classic record from Louis Armstrong and his All-Stars with Jack Teagarden in there from 1947, Rockin' Chair. Well, before we continue, I'd like to pause and thank a few of our Patreon sponsors, the folks who really helped to keep the shellac stack coming. Today, I thank Ken Brown, Alan Siegel, and another very generous contributor who wishes to remain anonymous, but I think he knows who he is. Producing these shellac stack programs does take a fair bit of money on my part, and uh, I am grateful for whatever contributions come my way over at Patreon to help me offset those costs of production. I never require payment for you to listen to the shellac stack. I'm just glad to have you here. But if you would like to help me meet those expenses, I welcome your contributions over at patreon.com slash shellac stack. Again, that's patreon.com slash shellac stack. 100% of everything collected goes directly into paying the expenses of producing and bringing this program to you. So my thanks for your generosity there. And thanks not just to Ken, Alan, and our anonymous friend, but to everyone else who has given at Patreon. Thank you. Well, back in the early 1920s, there was a rather colorful figure 
in the music world of Chicago. I've heard some rather unflattering stories about him. <laughs> his name was Husk O'Hare, and he seemed to have his finger in a lot of different musical pies, so to speak. We're going to first hear a record that bears his name. It's Jeanette 5009, made in Richmond, Indiana, March 10th of 1922. Husk O'Hare's Super Orchestra of Chicago, <laughs> and that should tell you something. It's not Husk O'Hare's orchestra, it's Husk O'Hare's Super Orchestra of Chicago, and they're doing that classic tune, San. And if Husk O'Hare is remembered at all today, it's probably for his affiliation, however briefly, with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. He had almost nothing to do with the band's formation or operation, but Allegedly, he did have a small hand in getting them a recording deal with Jeanette Records in the early 20s, and so the early New Orleans Rhythm Kings records bear Husk O'Hare's name as director, even though he probably was nowhere near the studio when these things were made. We'll hear the New Orleans Rhythm Kings play Maple Leaf Rag, that good old Scott Joplin piece. It's Jeanette 5104, a bit of heat damage here that causes some swish, but I think it's still okay. And then wrapping up the set, we'll head to New Orleans, and a record made there in June of 1949 by Sharky Bonanno and his Dixieland band, playing a classic tune associated with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, Tin Roof Blues. It's Kappa record number 115. Starting off, though, here's Husk O'Hare's Super Orchestra of Chicago. Thank you. 
really nice rendition of the Tin Roof Blues, a tune that had been composed in the early 1920s by members of the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. Early sheet music editions of the Tin Roof Blues credit all the members of the New Orleans Rhythm Kings by name, but by the time this record came out in late 1949, they (laughs) paired it back to just the clarinet and trumpet players of the band, Leon Rapolo and Paul Merez. This was played for us by Sharky's Dixieland Band, led by Sharky Bonanno, and featuring in the lineup several original members of the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, or at least members of the 20s and some point in the 30s. We heard, uh, in addition to Sharky Bonanno on trumpet, we heard Santo Picora playing trombone, Lester Bouchon playing clarinet, Jeff Riddick on piano, Monk Hazel playing mellophone and drums, and Chink Martin playing bass. Both Santo Picora and Chink Martin, at least, had played with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings at some point back in the 20s and 30s. And that's a nice quality recording as well and a good pressing. Kappa Records number 115. Well, we have time for one more record on today's Shellac Stack. Comes to us from about 1946. I had for years seen used records by the five red caps and never really gave them much thought, never picked one up. But recently I came across one and I thought, you know, I should just give it a listen. This is on the Davis label, number 2101, and it's a tune written by Carmen Lombardo and John Jacob Loeb. It's called Seems Like Old Times. And if the group sounds a little bit like the Ink Spots, well, <laughs> no, it's not your imagination. They do kind of sound like the Ink Spots, but this is the Five Red Caps. Remember all the things we did together All the fun we had on New Year's Eve How we danced till dawn Then, darling, you were gone Now it's almost too good to be Seems like old times Having you to walk with Seems like old times Having you to talk with And it's still a thrill Just to have my arms around you Still the thrill That it was a day I found you Seems like old times Dinner dates and flowers Just like old times Staying up for hours Making dreams come true Doing things we used to do Seems like old times Being here with you Honey, it seems like old times Having you to walk with Seems like old times Having you to talk with And you know I still get a thrill Just to have my arms around you And I still get that thrill That it was the day that I found you 
seems like old times Dinner dates and flowers Just like old times Staying up for hours Making dreams come true Doing things we used to do Seems like old times Being here with you Seems like old times Being here with you The sound is a little rough, but then again, those Davis records of the immediate post-war period never did have very good pressings. Still, a performance worth hearing from the Five Red Caps seems like old times from 1946. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. It's really been a lot of fun for me to be with you this past hour. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found a few records that you liked. And maybe you'll come back next time. I'll be here and we'll do it again. Until then, though, thanks for listening. Take care and bye bye. (laughs) 